0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us a chance to check out some of the recent guests who have been on JM and the AM. We uh, feature this week our Pesach Products Program. Uh, On Monday of this week, Rabbi Gersten and Rabbi Schoenfeld were in studio answering questions by our listeners uh, about Pesach Products and pre-Pesach procedures. It's the Pesach Products Program with our representatives from the Orthodox Union. On this edition of JM Rewind at the Nachum Siegel Network. JM and the AM on a Monday, and here we go. Your Pesach product problems, questions, oh, however you want to refer to them. Two main methods to get in touch with us and to ask your questions. Uh, one of them would be the um, email address, nachum at com, And uh, the other would be go to the NSN app, the Nachum Siegel Network uh, app. And... Um, Uh, and uh, post it, Uh, literally post your question on the app and utilize the comment section to do so, and uh, you'll be all set, simple as that. Well, we have a limited panel this year. I just got word from our friends at J Drugs that something has come up and they're not able to uh, attend and to join us this year, which is a tremendous loss for us. We're going to try to make up for it. I know, obviously, when it comes to medicines and uh, all different types of medications, et cetera, uh, you might get a lot of suggestions from our rabbis Uh, to consult certain lists or to call the OU later or to um, uh, just hang on while they look things up because they may not be, uh, at least according to them, I of course would not put these words in their mouths. Uh, They may not be as proficient, may not be uh, at their fingertips the way it would be for our uh, committee members from J Drugs. But nonetheless, believe you me, they're going to try very hard to give you immediate answers as best as possible. And with that in mind, we introduce and Welcome back for yet another year, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld, who is um, Rabbi Schoenfeld. What what title should I use uh, this time around? Which one should we go for, of all the distinguished titles that you hold? Which one would be the one that would be uh, well, appropriate for twenty nineteen for five seven seven nine?
1: The once a year guest of the Nahum Siegel
0: <laughs> Show. <laughs> the the regular the regular guest who we look forward to tremendously each year here at. J.M. and the A.M. Rabbi Joel Schoenfeld, and of course Rabbi uh, Ellie Gersten is here. And Rabbi Gersten's official title, I believe, if I have this right, is Halachic Decisor, or the or the how do I put this? Rabbi Schoenfeld, the the um, the oh, what's the word? Supervisor of Halachic decisions. I know there's a word. I know there's a term here. That I, sh- that I should I should remember from past years. I- Recorder? Recorder, so, is it? Of but you know what? Rabbi Gerson's actually sitting here. We can ask stick, him. Stick. Rabbi, what would be the official title?
2: <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't really matter, but...
3: <laughs> can
0: we say that you're in the area of recording, recording. rabbinic decisors? Like the- or no, no, rabbinic decisions. That would be better. That be a better way of putting it. All right, so I'll ask both of you to please get those microphones as close as possible. Thank you very, very much. Welcome to both of you. I apologize on behalf of our friends at J-Drugs. They had a uh, last-minute uh, thing that, they, that uh, interrupted their ability to uh, be here this morning. Um, also, we're j And we're j for a good reason, though, because we made an executive decision about a month ago that we would do a separate wine segment tomorrow. So the wine questions and the uh, halakhic wine questions at Jay poskins right. uh, we will... We will, <laughs> we will, we will. We will get to it tomorrow. If someone does have a strictly halachic question regarding wine, whether it's how much wine to have or what to use uh, in terms of substitutes for wine, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then uh, just let us know. And uh,
1: and you know we're being monitored by Rabbi uh, Grunberg. I hope. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: do you have confirmation? Conf- from China. Seriously? Well, he told me you will be Rabbi Mordechai Grunberg. We I welcome you. Believe you me. Uh, not to insult our guests, but I wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> It would be amazing, Rabbi Grunberg. Of course, for many, many years, filling the slot that now it takes two rabbis to fill. Uh, when he was here with us for so many years at JM and the AM, uh, so Rabbi Grunberg is tuned in. He's listening in right now, and uh, hopefully, many of you are as well. As we get set to uh, ask some questions, by the way, I hate to be that guy, as the expression goes, but now that I now, now that life has. Made, made, made it more difficult for me to do certain physical activities yes. <laughs> as things begin to slow down. Thank God you reached that stage. Could right. you? T- that's true, by the way. Yeah. Thank God I've reached this stage. Uh, could you tell us the minimum requirements for cleaning your car for Pesach? Because I'll tell you – should I tell you how things worked up until this point, until I gave in to nature? Can I tell you, can I tell you how things worked? Sure, I course. mean, we literally would take seats, you know um, – We'd fold them, take them out of the car if necessary because, you know, where those hooks of the chairs in the car go into the floor of the car, there might be, there might actually be some real hummets. And, and in this case, I do mean real hummets. I'm not joking around. So, you know, was that necessary, et cetera? So now what are the minimum requirements? I would assume you need a good vacuum, right? You want to make sure to at least get the stuff out of the car. But, but one would suspect the way the way we're taught, the way we've grown up, and the way we've, you know, analyzed things over the years, one would suspect that we really would not have to remove those seats to get to that Hametz that I just described. True or false?
1: I'll, I'll um, ask Rabbi Gersten to... Uh, to. Uh,
3: well, I'd say that's true. Um, you know, what's you know, true? Halachah halacha is if you have a, a, a pile of you know, waffles down on top of khametz, right. um, So then you're not, you're not responsible to remove it. Uh, things that are inaccessible, you know, you don't have to... You have a refrigerator, you know. That's things might have fallen behind there. If you can't get to there, you'd have to get a, you know, some sort of a repairman to move your. Right. You it would know. be a
0: pachka, as we say in the vernacular. Exactly. So then,
3: <laughs> if you can't get to it during the year, you don't. You're not going to get that on Pesach either.
1: Yeah, but uh, you
0: know, the, uh, oh here now, Rabbi Schoenfeld's going to do his. Yeah, but it's Pesach routine. Go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Pesach. <laughs> 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 Very good. Uh, you finally learned something <laughs> over the
1: years. You well, there's a again. reason why every year he would he would <laughs> take out the seats, but. Yeah, no, no, what, no, no. I, well, I took
0: out the seats because I, 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 just had the guilt of my mother and grandmother on top of me, you know, yeah. saying what would they say if they knew that there was Hummets under that seat in the Most, car. Ninety
1: percent of the cleaning that any man does, if he does, it's because is mother, because grandmother. of the mother, grandmother, or the wife uh, <laughs> lurking behind. Um, otherwise, it's it's really good enough. You know. But um, with the seats, uh, you know, and I, I it is. Right? After all, it is Pesach. And the fact is, the halachas in Shulchan Aruch says that the women used to scratch away at the walls to get Chametz there. This, right. And the Shulchan Aruch says, you know, even though you don't have to, but leave them. Uh, because if they're doing it, they're doing it with covered Pesach. Just leave the women alone who do that. Uh, and really, a lot of the Pesach cleaning is done, you know, it, uh, it, as the halacha says, pariri batli. But a little, little crumbs are bottle, they're insignificant right. as far and as And we say
0: on. the Kolchamira more than We once. say the
1: Kolchamira. But uh, so you really have to do a normal type of uh, of cleaning car unless you know this is a place like behind the crack of the seat, uh, you know you can have uh, a, a a cookie or cracker full behind it, which happens often enough. So it does have to be cleansed quite well. Uh, but if you know your car, and you know it's and you know, who knows your
0: car better than you do, who knows, right? <laughs> and if you if you're not a, a
1: if you don't have a lot of kids in your car often, you know, it's pretty much a standard cleaning should do it.
0: There you go. All right. right. So uh, yeah. I got my bag of quarters ready for the vacuum cleaner at the uh, service station, and uh, off yeah, we you're go. you find a lot of quarters <laughs> underneath the seats, too. <laughs> right. And by the way, public service, listen to this show, and we'll tell you the best day to clean the car. Because well, you, you don't want to clean on a day like today. You don't want to be outside in the rain That's all day, right? right? You, wanna, you want good weather to clean the right. car. So we, we keep a keen eye on when it would be the perfect day this week to clean the car. God forbid it rains every day this week. We're right. finished. It won't be an opportunity, but there's usually at least one day. Helpful hints. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I will tell you how to get through this holiday, trust me. <laughs> Not easy, but you'll get through. All right, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff overnight on our email, and we'll start with this one. Can I use, this is listener Meredith, can I use the water for my GE fridge water filter on Pesach?
3: yeah you know you should um, make sure to clean over clean out the uh the spout where you might have touched something against it, but as long as you use some sort of a cleanser on there, then it's fine you can use it on pesos
0: but remember it is peso right <laughs> after all
3: <laughs> nature made vitamin
0: c and d any comment about that? This
1: is where we're missing the I know. Believe me. We're we're going
0: to suffer by the fact that we don't have our representatives from J-Drugs here. Well, more than that,
1: uh, we have these little booklets that carry medications, vitamins. I I would have brought it had I known uh, that they're not going to be here, but I guess something came up. Um,
0: Well, apparently something came up at the last minute. Yeah, but, that's what it seems. But I, but I think we need to just prepare for these situations, uh, you know, and have a backup plan no matter what, Rabbi
1: but, but vitamin C, and I'll again, I'm, I'll just ask Rabbi uh, Gersten to confirm with me, but vi- all these vitamins. Now, vitamin C, it is, it's, it's, uh, there is a good chance that there might be some hummets in there. It might contain the citric acid. It's citric acid itself can be of a hummets origin. Mm. If it's chewable, you really have to have a problem. You have to investigate further. If you swallow whole much less of a problem as the OU says in, in, the, in the Passover guide as far as, you know, swallowing any kind of medication whole. Rabbi uh, Gerson, if you want to add to that, please do.
3: Well, yes, uh, you know, in, in general, when it comes to any medication that's a in pill form that you just swallow, you know, it's a tasteless or, you know, bitter pill, then those are not a problem uh, for Pesach. Um, when it comes to vitamins, there are different opinions about it because it's not really a medicine. It's something, if it's taken as like an optional um, you know, helpful type of uh, vitamin. If it's something that the doctor prescribes because a person has a deficiency, then it's the same as a medicine. And then any type of pill, uh, again, you know, these like a bitter type of pill. If it's a sweet chewable, then that's where you have the issues, and you have to check the list to make sure that there really is nothing in there that's problematic. And like Rabbi Flamel mentioned, the vitamin C, the uh, the citric acid, can be a can be an issue with these. Uh, can be a hamet source, right?
1: Well, so, like with vitamins, if if it's something that you're taking because you know you feel it builds uh, bodies and strong strong bodies in twelve ways, and it's just you know you feel like a little extra pep. I I, I really think that you, you should stay away from that unless you have Ashkenazi Peso. But if it's a uh, an important regimen that the doctor wants you to be on, uh, then uh, th- again, again, but it, it, if it's if it's a pill, I think a, a pill that you swallow whole. I don't think it's much of a problem. Uh, chewable must be followed up.
0: I want to thank listener Yaakov. He's the one who asked if we need to clean the car for Pesach and uh, how well do we need to clean it. That's what led to that question. Uh, Costco and Sam's Club frozen salmon. An annual question that we get here. What do we say during 5779? Seven,
3: seven, yeah, they're, they're fine to use. Um, we recommend just rinsing them off, which is probably something that anyone would do anyways. Um, but that's, you know, that's about it. They're fine. Basically.
0: Rabbi Schoenfeld, Rabbi Gersten are both here. Denatured alcohol deodorant. Haven't we gotten to the stage in 2019 where all this stuff is... Uh, Denatured alcohol. Is right. okay because no, no... Well, no, we're in the east side.
1: We're in the lower east side. Yeah, and therefore... That, that's where Rav Moshe reigned It yeah. began here. It was like the headquarters for the rest of the world. Right. Rav Moshe, I was taught this by Rav Shimoniter. Rav Moshe was, um, was machmir. He, he, you know, he took the, the, the stringent position that any kind of alcohol, let's say deodorant, spray deodorant, that uh, is chametz of a chametz uh, nature that can be consumed by a drunk, and he would drink so, let's say, in desperation, is considered chametz because it, a human being can can consume it. Um, so if it's, a sp- if it's a liquid form and it has a problematic alcohol, it remains a problem. Reb Moshe might have been out on his own on that because uh, others say, what do you mean? Of course an alcohol would drink it, but he'll die of liver disease, of brain damage, or moisture, yes, you will, but at the moment it, be, it can be consumed. However, um, however, uh, it, m- most of these alcohols you see are isopropyl. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's only the ethyl alcohol that presents a problem. So, if you take your Right Guard, you'll see <clears throat> that it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's probably not a problematic alcohol to begin with.
3: But I, I would add also <coughs> that the most ethanol that's used in these deodorants and types of things not drinking alcohol, but but uh commercial alcohol that's used, you know, industrial alcohol, is, is made from corn. So in the United States, it, we, we assume the, the, the vast majority, um, the corn alcohol is much cheaper and it would be used for this type of a purpose. So, um, you know, I, 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 I don't think there's really an issue. The OU in the, in the guide, in the OU Passover guide, we list deodorant as something that's acceptable based on all the different um, you know, Whew,
0: That's what I thought. That's where I was heading with this whole line of questioning, frankly. All right, Gersten. Thank you for jumping in and saving the day.
1: And I want to refer to the consumers to the Passover guide, the OU's Passover guide, to page one ten, um, guideline for medicines, which is very important to uh, refer to when when trying to figure out what to do about medicines.
0: And I will refer everybody to the. Um to the uh, information about the cholamoid activities down at Six Flags. Uh, you worry about the medications, I'll worry about what to do okay, during cholamoid. So six Flags is not
1: a date to do your car. <laughs> because we know it's going to rain. <laughs> Whoa!
0: Are you kidding me?
1: It like, always rains. When your colleagues
0: heavens. at NCSY are going to blame you now. Yes, but they have a great time anyway. That's, that is true, by the way. Um, what do we say about Seder preparation? Because the Seder is on Shabbos. Uh, everything that... Needs to be done must be done before Shabbos. That's number one. And the second night, you would not be able to do anything. But I guess this would be the case any year. You wouldn't be able to do anything until after candle lighting time. Correct? That's right. And right. and that's really it. Well, some... I think
1: the surprising thing about uh, about Friday night is that um, the, the you know we, we we can understand that you shouldn't be grinding your your, your horain before and your, right. your you know your, your yeah, tar, before right. and right. Uh, we always have the minug. Many people have the minug. I think it's based on the grove. To, to do some ribing of the harain, to rub that harain, as, and when you come home, so it should be extra fresh. Uh, so that that's where there's a problem. You've got to watch out. You really can't grind it too fine on Friday night. Uh, so the chorosa should, should be made in advance because it's, it's like kneading. All the so everything now. should be made in advance. Yeah, but the surprising, this is what I wanted to mention, the surprising thing is the salt water should be made in advance as well uh, of, 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 on a Friday night. Yeah. And of course, the shank bone naturally.
0: But one second uh, on the salt water thing. I mean, yeah, I get the shank bone, but on the salt water thing, I mean, you are using it. You know, an hour later on Shabbos. Yeah, but so anything that matter. that
1: involves salting a food always is wow. is a. Is a is even a, if you're just salting water. Even just salting water becomes uh, like it relates to tanning food because they used to tan food, tan meats. So anything you salt something. So Rabbi Gersten. Somebody didn't salt their their salt water. They didn't prepare the salt water before Shabbos.
3: What's the, what's the method? What do you recommend? Well, the issue is if you make like a like a very strong salt solution, that would be the issue. That's the concern on Shabbos. So if you did, you know you can make your water salty, just don't make it very salty. salty. Not as salty as you usually would.
0: Wow, boy, I have a lot to do on Friday. Got to open up all those wine bottles. Yeah. Decide which ones to refrigerate. Not enough room in the refrigerator for all of them, Rabbi. Right. Uh, I have to okay. prioritize.
1: That, right, you told me because of the bottle cap. Those are usually metal bottle caps.
0: Well, even with the corks, you want to you know rip off the paper beforehand and all that. You know. Yeah, they could have lettering, right? Right, that's,
1: that's true. But they don't, sometimes they just have this like funny. Yeah, system. that's true. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I'm strong enough to just lift it off without even, uh, without even you know using a knife to cut any part of it. That's true,
1: but uh, I. The, the, but front of i'm lifting, I'll leave to my wife. Excuse She's me. Ec- my wife is an expert. <laughs> Wait cork. a moment. When I do it, I stick. Is, to, uh, is this I because re- of her? Those breaks in hand. Is this because of her? That's why I stick to Malaga <laughs> huh? be- because
0: of her relationship with Jay Bookspan, That's that she, Exactly. She is in fact a relative to Jay. That's the. Re- and that's serious, by the way. And that would be why she might have that skill. Would you? Suspect yes. That Jay idea?
1: gets her the- this rabbit. It's called oh. The oh rabbit. So she the cheats. Rabbit. She uses one of those fancy cork
0: screws. The rabbit doesn't work for me.
1: Even that one, you can't do it. It just doesn't work. So a lot of
0: preparation on Friday. I like to rest a little bit before the seder. Sounds like this year that will not be possible. Those of us who like to inspect all of our round matzahs before the seder to see if we have full ones for the seder that would have to be done Friday afternoon. You can't. You you wouldn't want to do that. Or am I wrong? Could you do that at the seder or not? If you like to actually choose which matzahs out of the oh, you mean borer? Yeah. Oh, interesting. You'd have to do it on Friday afternoon, correct? Sounds right. You can't can't go ahead. I mean, mean, thank goodness we're on Daylight Savings Time. I may still get a little bit of rest Friday. Not in Hawaii, nothing like that? Nothing like that, no. I I mean, this is – I'm so glad you alerted me to this. I've I've just changed my entire week's sleep schedule because (laughs) of this conversation. (laughs) Can one use a – this is listener Michael. Can one use a steam cleaner to kosher a granite countertop or stainless steel sink?
1: Paul Perry (laughs) Schoenfeld. She'll tell you what to do. Um, okay, I, I I I will get Rabbi Gersten's opinion too here, but uh, we we she just went out and bought a steam cleaner, and I told her to I use, know what it was to yeah. keep it on fifth. It lo- it looks like an oversized um, kettle or something, and it has a spout at the end. You turn on, she bought, she bought it online, and then it steams. It, it you see it come to the boil inside, and you and I told her to keep it on fifteen seconds. That's after the granite top has not been used for twenty four hours, right. cleaned. Fifteen seconds on each spot.
0: In, in the old days, it would have 100. been hot water. In the old days, it would have just been, Might like have been hot sponging water. it with hot water.
1: But you got to remember that it's talking about a countertop where you know that you haven't keeping you haven't kept a significant amount of hummus gummer. Let's say you, have, you don't keep your noodle kugel right. on there because then you have or to your get bread a, box. Or, uh, well, bread box would be okay. I'm talking about hot mm, hummus. Got it. Uh, so if you if you did keep real hummets, hot hummets on your countertop and, and and a significant amount of times, then you have to do uh, a real hagala. And I'm, I'm going to defer here, Robert. To Robert Okay, Gerstle. well, a
3: steamer, you know, they becoming more and more popular. We get more and more questions about these uh, use of these devices. And there's different types of steamers. Some of them um, like meant for clothing, you know, and they right. just leave out a, let out a little bit of steam and you're just never going to be able to do your, you know, to do a whole counter with three ounces of water. You know, right. it's not not going to work. Um, but they sell these um you know much more uh you know advanced uh, types um you know, they're they're fine to use the The idea is you want to have steam come out and not just uh, kasha with steam but the kasha with the water that is the condensate the condensation from that steam so you want that it should um the steam should you know get on the, all over the table uh, all over the counter and should. Uh, condense into water, and you should see boiling water on the surface of the counter. You mm-hmm. literally can see it. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Water, what? The steel that she has, the water comes out, you see that water. It, it gathers a water, a
0: thin layer of like water. Like a out. film. Yeah. Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten are here. Uh, easiest ways to get us your Pesach product question is Nahum at NahumSegal.com, N-A-C-H-U-M at N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com or Go to the NSN app and use the comments section. The NSN, now home Signal network app for Android and iPhone, and use the comments section. A listener, Ellie, plain frozen fruit with an OU, cherries, blueberries, etc. He suggests the great value brand that one buys at Walmart.
3: Yeah, plain frozen fruit as long as there's no other ingredients are fine for Pesach.
0: Uh, does nori need special Pesach certification? I actually saw it for sale somewhere. That's, the, that's for sushi coming? Yeah. Well, seaweed snacks. People use it as sea- as snacks. Uh-huh. I actually saw it in a Pesach store. I just don't know if it had a special, you know, know, designation. I don't
3: even know what else they put in there besides from the seaweed. Is right. there any, any starches that are added? I don't it know. might be
0: in here. It might be in the
3: booklet or not. Is it possible that uh, if it's if, if the OU has one for Pesach, it would be in the booklet?
0: Right. Do they have to have one for Pesach? Do dry roasted pistachios need special Pesach certification?
3: Yes. If it's roasted, then it would need to have special Pesach.
0: That goes for any roasted nuts. Yeah,
3: sure. Only if it's raw nuts, then they're right. unacceptable.
0: Yeah. Um, this listener writes: I have not seen a straight answer on blanched almond flour and whether it needs a special Pesach heksher or not.
3: Yeah, I mean the the, the you know the, the plain almonds themselves are okay. Uh, the question always with flour is going to be: what else is being milled with the same same machine? I guess it's unlikely that you're going to have. Um, you know, real hummus wheat or gluten type items on that same machine because, you know, this is meant for often for people who mm. are trying to stay very far away from gluten. Right. On the other hand, you know, uh kidneys and, you know, other types of of uh you know, other types of beans or or grains could be could be milled on the same equipment. So uh, what? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think there might there are some um, almonds that are almond flowers that are that do have a kashla pesach Hashgache. I would recommend those.
0: Um, all right, Rabbi Schoenfeld is suggesting to me uh, here behind the scenes that we go to the phones. We had limited our uh, communiqué, and you can see it's pretty voluminous yeah. uh, to email and uh, and the app. But it seems that you're not comfortable with these. Uh, Modern methods of communication. You'd like to go back to the uh, to the uh, plain old telephone, as we say.
1: It looks like it because uh, I'm being communicated with by
0: only uh, communication. <laughs> but you, I just said, why are you texting with someone then if you're I'm against, not the if te- you're te- against te- all these <laughs> methods of communication? I don't get it. Should we open up the phone lines? I don't know. Last year we did pretty well just with this system. But uh, well, what am I other than just the host of the show? That's right. With 35 years of experience, I remind you. I have to, uh, you don't listen to still, text still, from still. people who haven't been in this industry for that long. <laughs> Anyway, for now, we'll stick with this system and see what happens. Listener Chaim asks, can Scope mouthwash be used on Pesach? Does it need to be certified? What do we say in general about mouthwash and toothpaste?
1: Scope is all right, and the Colgate line Colgate line also is all right. The, by, by the way, toothpaste, according to Rabbi Bess's booklet, uh, he's, he's, he does not recommend uh, Crest, the Crest line. He does recommend the Colgate line, not the Crest line.
0: And it doesn't matter if it's paste or um, gel? You know, a lot of these Colgate Crest things are now jelly, gel type. The, the tabs? Those tabs you put on No, the...
1: When
3: you squeeze, oh, the toothpaste. No, that's when not When you squeeze problem. the tube, oh, but, it's all uh,
2: toothpaste, it's, you know... Yeah. No, no, it's all I, I would
3: just point out, though, that um, there is a discussion amongst Robunnam year-round whether mouthwash needs the uh, Many hold that it does not because you will never drink it. It's not right. something that's going to fit for eating. Um, the opinion of Rabelsky. That's always that a mouthwash should have a hakshar for year-round because it has nice flavor and people don't rinse out their mouth necessarily with water to get everything out. There. They'll swallow a little bit of it at the end, uh, and therefore he considered it to be something that um, is at least for in minimal amounts is considered fit for eating. So there's always this debate, uh, the same debate that applies year round would apply to Pesach as well. If you consider it a food, right. so then you know if, if year round you wouldn't you wouldn't use scope, then obviously on Pesach you shouldn't use it either. If year round you use it, then really it makes no difference. You could use it on Pesach as well.
0: Rabbi Gerson, would you mind confiscating Ray Schoenfeld's phone, please? Because it seems to be causing uh, adjutant problems here in the studio.
3: I My, my many, many,
2: <laughs> many fans
1: are yes. communicating with me. They're it's... frustrated they can't get through. They uh, okay Because so I have so many for fans. For Rabbi
0: Schoenfeld's right? fans, the number is 212-529-4620. <laughs> 212-529-4620. By the way, the fans consist
1: of, my, uh, consist of my kids.
0: Oh, that's it? That's the whole That's the whole <laughs> that's group. My fans. <laughs> There's nobody else? Uh, 212-529-4620 for your Pesach questions by phone, although it does seem that our listeners enjoy this system, and I don't blame them. Rabbi Gersten, uh, since Rabbi Belsky's passing, is Rabbi Schechter the lone rabbi? Not a criticism, just people are curious about behind the scenes. Is he the lone rabbi who's making the most important decisions now in the Contrast Department?
3: Well, he's the, he's the main posec now for the OU. Uh, there are, when either he doesn't want to answer, or there's the, you know, the OU is looking for... Um, you know a consensus of opinions on a certain matter uh, there are other rabbinim now that the OU has r- relied on um, one of those rabbinim is Rav Usher Weiss, oh, right as well he's sure. yeah um, uh, Rav the the uh, mm-hmm. CEO of the you know head of the kosher he's probably communicates with him uh, almost on a daily basis you know different issues that have come up um and, the, uh, and, and there's another POSIC also, of, of Mordechai Gross, mm. uh, another uh, big famous POSIC in, in Bnei Brak. And he also, uh, we've sent many showers to him as well.
0: So we can conclude from this that it takes many men to replace Rybelski.
3: Absolutely, sure.
0: 212 uh, 529 you're on the air. Good morning.
3: Good morning, that's me?
0: Yes, what's your question, oh, please? Oh,
4: okay, I'm old-fashioned. I do like the phone. So I did text I you about um, the tea, if you don't like wine, if you can't drink wine and grape juice, all the years I was told I must do tea. Is that so?
0: Someone who will not be able to drink either wine or grape juice, should they just not participate in the drinking of the four cups, or should they have some type of alternate liquid?
1: Right, so that's called Hamar Medina, which means a socially accepted uh, drink coffee, tea,
0: coffee, tea, um,
1: uh, maybe. Uh, Coke. Uh, some people have to stay away from sugar. It'd be diet coke with the OUP. Uh, that's for the um, for the three of the four kosos. The first one, which is Kiddish Friday night this year, especially, really should be some form of grape juice or grape product or wine, naturally, um, or raisin wine if if possible. If it's totally impossible, first of all, there's an option of making. That's it's complicated to do. You have to speak to your rabbi. But there's an option of making. Uh, kiddish over matzah, believe it or not. Um, oh, one could do that at the beginning of the seder. Yeah, to... it becomes complicated. In fact, I'm giving a share on it tonight. Wow. Uh, well, what do you do? What do, you make, do you make the Achilles matzah at right. that point? That's an interesting question. But uh, anyway, you still need but,
3: Dalit sorry, uh, you would still need Kosos in addition. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well, that's true. You're right.
3: But w- but, it, you, but it would get you out of the issue of the the kiddish derisa. Right.
1: Because you're that. making
0: kiddish on the matzah.
1: Yeah, but 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 I think that to, to answer the question is question. Uh, the tea is acceptable. Would you say so? Really? Yeah, yeah. Tea. Um, should make a shahak. That's probably one.
3: why she was told to do so is because that's one of the, you know, one of the, uh, the drinks that everyone would accept as as a Khamar medina would be, a, like you said, a tea or a coffee. I think those two would be the the best be, ones. The best ones. And they say it should be a little bit warm. It shouldn't be cold because an iced tea is more like a, you know, a casual drink. It's not something that you give somebody to. Right. I you sit down, a guest, you know, it should be something. But it shouldn't be too hot either because you have to drink enough of it fast enough. You have to drink wow. the, rivis, the uh or at least the rover, of the revius, You know, the majority of the cup should be drank in one, you know, in one sipping.
0: Now, um, because I was not aware of this until you mentioned it tonight, Sheer about possibly making kiddush on matzah, is there a way we can incorporate this in the Siegel home? Because it would be much easier to have Magid while you're, you know, munching on the matzah
3: than, uh, <laughs> than, than, than waiting until 11 to hills. To You know your way there.
0: I'm <laughs> sure in the library. Now let me think this through for a moment. I know the main sanctuary, that's where we had the big Siegel simcha. Right. The library's very close by. I'll be able to find it. You'll be able to find it. Just ask. And, Just yeah. ask.
1: Bring your GPS. You'll find it. You'll find it.
0: <laughs> um... Because you have to understand, Robert Schoenfeld, in many homes, including my own, yeah. the actual meal won't begin till 10, 30, 11 o'clock. That's quite a number of hours to wait to start eating. The
1: actual meal will not I begin. mean, if we're
0: making kiddish at a quarter to nine, which is basically when everyone's making... Oh, the meal, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, just... the actual meal won't yeah, start till sure. like 10, 30, quarter to right. 11 in Easy. that area. Right. right. Wouldn't you agree with me that it would be much easier to get through that period of time if we had something to munch on until we got to the main part of the meal? Uh, it's it's plausible. It's very plausible. You're going to
1: munch on a kisayis matzah. I don't know if that's going to really do the trick.
0: Oh, you mean that's uh, it? You wouldn't be able to have extra matza during right, that period. Of time. Oh. Right. Even if I speak to Rabbi Gerston and get some type of call uh, him on the side. He now know. has a, he now has a paddle of rabbis he consults. You know, <laughs> one of them may actually help correct. me out here. You know, what I'm someone's got to come through. I mean, it. come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Or by here, or by Gersten's here. Our friends from J Drugs, unfortunately, at the last moment, could not make it to join us so far. I think we've done okay, though, on the in the area of uh, medicines and over-the-counter products. Jay Booksbaum here tomorrow. Oh, speaking of over-the-counter, Tums this is an annual question. Listener Aliza wants to know about Tums. What are we saying about that? A lot of the Tums... Uh, there is, you see, again, if I would have my booklet
1: with me, I'd give you a direct answer. But I know that a lot of the Toms contain kidneys. So oh. um, there is one variety of Toms that does not, and it's totally hummus it's free. Um, and I'm sorry, like I say, I'm sorry, I just don't have that in front of me. I wasn't ex- expecting to answer these questions. But
0: uh, you know now then,
1: there, then you have to run into the issue, well, can you... Uh, Overlook kidneys and because you have some kind right. of an issue. You know, and off
0: the air, uh, by Gersten recommended a uh an actual Kushla Pesach Tum like product. Could you imagine? we're in twenty nineteen there's an act, according to my Gersten
3: Yeah, we makes a a uh Tum's alternative. Rabbi schoenfeld could you imagine?
0: What Adwi. would our, what would our ancestors leaving Egypt have said if they knew that there would be a Tum like product that's Kushla Pesach? Unbelievable. I mean, You're I, speechless, I, they, I they, see. Were... You're is speechless. It's
1: amazing. What, what, well, well I don't, what, what is the brand of this thing called, this Adwe
0: product? What do you mean? It's under the name Adwe. according to our oh, but No, but what's it called? It's oh, antacid. I guess, antacid, yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. It looks
3: in a similar yeah. bottle. They, you know, uh, they come it on. Similar looking.
0: It's that traditional American antacid type bottle, you know. I see. Okay. You've seen those around. Uh, yeah, I guess See, so, uh, Schoenfeld doesn't suffer from these things. He's yeah. such a calm... And you know, and put together person. He don't, He wouldn't even know what an antacid is. He doesn't have any of this stuff. No, thank God. But for those uh, of us, it's but, only
1: for people of aggravation. But for
0: those of us who are regular people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and who are affected by Seder food, uh-huh. you know, yeah, right. you know, some of that Seder food is not easy to digest. You know that. It depends who cooks it. I mean, have you ever seen the matzahs? Did you ever notice that some matzahs are very, very thick, while others, I do admit, are thin. But some of them are, are rough.
1: Some of them are rough. Some of them are uh, difficult. The ones that are very, very thin, you're paying for it, $40 a pound.
0: But, yeah. Rabbi Schoenfeld, mm. I don't want to think there's a black market in the matzo industry. Come on. No,
1: no, no. <laughs> I, I have a great joke, but I can't say it over <laughs> Oh, the, uh,
0: boy, oh, uh, boy. Uh, uh, also, listener Aliza wants to know about Carmex Classic Lip Balm. It's a medicated lip balm. Anybody have a uh, an idea about that one? Uh, well, Lip Balm is
1: like any, any uh, non-edible uh, cosmetic. Right. That is not a problem, I, and, uh, and I would say under any flavor variety, uh, but
0: it is Pesach. That's As right. If it
1: is a good idea to get a, a fresh tube or wh-
0: however, whatever shape it comes right. in. Right. And if you have any other suspicions, make sure to check the ingredients. Uh, how does one contact the OU? Because their hotline is extremely helpful over the next few days. Is there a hotline, or have they, like we, moved more toward the email and online method of uh, of Answering well, they questions.
3: Still, they still have a hotline if you ah. want to talk to a person there. Yeah, the phone number is uh, 212-613-8241 uh, to speak to a live person. Um, they have extra uh, staff. Extra they answer, personnel. Yeah, the extra personnel answer. It's not just one person. They have a whole team now. What um, about email? Is there one yeah, there? There's an, there's an email as well. The, uh, the email is kosherq at org, hmm. And that's to, uh, you can email the webareba.com.
0: The Weber Rebbe. Yeah. A, Webber, with a V or
1: with W? It's with a W. w.
0: Un- unidentified, Rebbe. unidentified? Unidentified Weber Rebbe. So yeah, we don't so. know who it is. I have my guess, you know. Yeah, they, I'm yeah. assuming it's Rabbi Grunberg. <laughs> so that's what I assume. But uh, I, I don't have any confirmation All on your that. The being handled in Beijing. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, at least you don't know get to it before you no. have to. <laughs> uh, hi, you're on the air with Robert Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten. What's your Pesach product question?
4: Hello. There. Hi. This is, is, am I on the air?
0: You're on the air. Go right ahead.
4: Hi, this is nothing from Muncie. Okay. Um, I, this is just a follow-up on the question that uh, the woman had before about the Tums. Uh, I know that Schoenfeld was wasn't sure whether or not the Tums are good, but I have something called acromia, and one of the byproducts is a lot of acid reflux. So instead of ta- I usually take the Tums, but instead of taking the Tums, can I take a a, a swallowing pill like a, like a Zantac, one of these over the counter mm. pills are those are, are those good enough, or do they contain kidneys or is it okay from swallowing it anyway?
3: yeah, a swallowing pill would be fine yeah for you have a, you have a condition it's not something you're just taking like a vitamin. this is something for a medical condition, so you could take
4: a pill. well well yeah, well let, let me just let me just be clear right so this achromia it's short arterial monochromia but. It, it, um, it it's the byproduct is not dangerous. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: right. Well, well, right. monochromia is something that, that has to be, you have to address that uh, that that could be uh, it affects certain creatures in this earth, but um, uh, but uh, but the uh, tums is a problem because it's chewable. The others that you describe are probably not because they're not chewable. Can I ask you a
4: person? I don't have to look into each. Separate one, no, anything that's swallowable.
3: Yeah, exactly. If it's just a it's just a pill that you swallow. It's not it has no flavor to it, then it's fine. Can
0: I ask you a personal question? Sure. Uh are you screened? Do you get endoscopies?
4: Um I have not gotten one yet.
0: Can I ask around how old you are if you don't want to reveal your exact age? I'm thirty four. I am begging you, based on my late brother's experience, get speak to your doctor, get an endoscopy. Acid reflux, as I've said a million times since his death, leads to often leads to Barrett's, which of course often leads to esophageal cancer. I am begging you, because we literally have saved lives with this type of announcement. Please tell, please yourself, and tell those uh, people who are you know who are who you may know who are suffering from the same thing to pay careful attention to it. And I hope you don't mind. Well, I, did, I, br-
4: I did see I did see an ENT though recently Good. who who told me about the acid reflux, and he didn't he hasn't recommended that yet.
0: So. Okay, maybe he's waiting for a certain age. Thank, you, uh, Thank uh, you. Continued good health. Always good health. J.M.M. Monday and Rabbi Gersten, Rabbi Schoenfelder in studio. Email address, nahum at nahum, nachum at nachumsegel.com, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M at n a c h u m s e g a l dot com. with your Pesach product questions. You can also utilize the NSN app. Go to the NSN Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. And here we go. Now we go from some of the emails to the app. Um... What is this? Oh, Metamucil capsules. Rochelle would like to know if they're kushle of Pesach.
1: Again, we're working a little handicapped here, but from what I do recall about it, Metamucil, Metamucils are all okay, with the exception of their wafers, which actually, but the capsules should be no problem.
0: Listener Yitz wants to know if on Pesach one can buy coffee at a 7-Eleven.
2: Yeah,
3: I would not recommend buying it at a, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised think. he even asked the question, frankly. Yeah, because on, on Pesach, we know chometz is even even Bamashu, even, you know, any, any amount or even if the yeah. even if the, uh, the kli is in Eneb Ben Yomo, it wasn't used in 24 hours. A lot of the leniencies we have throughout the year don't apply on Pesach. So, you know, if they wash it the, together with something chometz thick. Or then, or decaf
1: coffee may have been cooked oh, in the same way. That's a good point, mind. too, yeah. yeah. Decaf could be real chometz.
0: Do you know that there's certain people, I mean, I, I have to... I I am now going to believe the person who told me this. Uh there are certain people who will not who will only buy poultry um if in fact those chickens uh were eating non-chametz for the previous 30 days before they were shechted. Have you ever heard of this or not? I've never
2: heard. You've of never heard of that?
0: That the, that the birds Holy have to be
1: kept God. on a hummets-free diet yes, for 30 you know, days? I have actually heard you know, of it before it, this person told me that. that bird I just eating, completely- but the barn that they're in has to be kept hummets-free for 30 days. I, I've never heard that The bird itself can't. Can, can. Well, one second.
0: What do you mean? What's the difference? I'm, I'm confused. No, because
1: the barn, we're, we're concerned that you have hummets in your possession. Right. So you have, so in well, order, you clean that like you clean you any clean area. It. Right. So what the but you try to make well no, if, if you if it's more than thirty days, we assume that the chickens found that ah. right? climate after that then you really have to get out there and scrub. Got it. Yeah.
3: But you've never you're Gerson, you never heard that? No, but I wonder if this goes back to the time when, you know, the, the, they used to cook the chickens together with the you know, innards. Yeah. The innards. And the you know, the Shogunar talks about people finding on Pesach a kernel of grain inside the inside the you know. So chicken. it's not as crazy yeah. as I thought. But, yeah, but nowadays it's all removed. You're just buying, right. You know, correct. Yeah, you're not going to find any. Khamets.
0: So it's not paper towel crazy, but it's it's <laughs> it's still a little bit crazy. Two one two five two nine four six twenty. You're on the air with our rabbis. Good morning.
4: Um, is this me? It's you. Go right ahead. Oh, good morning, Nachum. Uh, yeah. Good morning to the rabbonim. Uh, I have a little bit of an unusual question. Uh, not so much about a product, but about working uh, with hummus um on Pesach wow. like LaMarshall, I wouldn't work in a store that sells it but I recently um got a job during Benazmanim as an assistant plumber in Bensonhurst and and a lot of the times the pipes or the things that you're cleaning out you come across mom's hummus and and I wanted to know if like maybe that's it's something that you know you should be machmer you know I don't know and just I never, like
0: literally not holding it or touching it like just moving it or something like that yeah because yeah, this I, goes I'm being, back.
4: I'm, it's, I'm, I'm I'm being Nana from it, right. you know. Well, you're working like I'm making panacea from. Well, one it. second, I mean, Let, let's see what 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 if saying. the
0: rabbis agree that you're actually being Nana from. It. Go ahead. What would you think? Being Nana, the assistant plumber here is
1: being Nana
0: from. Well, because he says he's making money from working with hummets on Pesach. I know it's a stretch, yeah, well, yeah, but the, but, uh, but it is an interesting thing that he brings up. But uh, it also I, reminds uh, me. I know uh, you're not going to think there's a comparison yeah. here. It also reminds me of the of the famous baseball stadium episode. That happened to me. Which was what? Which is when the neighbor at the baseball game asks to pass please pass me that hot dog and bun from the vendor, uh-huh. which is the tradition, of course, at a baseball game. Well, what's and the he, hana that you're getting at? I don't know, but can you actually hold hummets? Is it a Kenyan? You, like, is there a problem with it? Can you have in mind that I'm not being conated and I'm just passing it to someone else? Like, what would you do? Lomaisa, what would you do? You're sitting at a game. Yeah. Or are you sitting there? Or are you sitting there? I, I would pass it. You're not You'd pass it. it, right? It's not yours. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's what I think. It. So it was not, just so was... uncomfortable. You know it's, what Yes. Like, it's, it's just like, uncomfortable. uncomfortable. You are holding a
1: piece of bread right.
0: <laughs> that, that on is true. That What would is you say true. to this gentleman?
1: Well, to this gentleman, I would say you're not being – you couldn't care less uh, – What than, it is, right? You couldn't care less what it is, and uh, – Plumbers, also, even drop, if it you it's every... hummus,
0: it's it's destroyed hummus. It's, it's hummus you would never use. No one could be really. He said used the word nana, but no one really could be nana from it anymore. Right, I guess the question is so more the
1: only like a, like a rotsa.
3: Akron, Ohio. Well, wow. okay. Like Say that again? Sa... No, the, the question is that you that you benefit somehow from the fact that the hummets is clogging up the pipe. I guess that's what got you the job. <laughs> but <laughs> once you got to the job, right. now you're happy that it should go away. Right. You're know, yeah. not really right. rotsibikumo anymore. So. Uh, I don't think there's an issue either. In in this you know, might be the unplugging. question of the
0: year, by the way. This is this year's question. That's a great one. That's a great one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air with Rabbi Gersten and Rabbi Schoenfeld. Good morning.
4: Yes, Nachum Siegel is toothpaste and it's um, uh, toothpaste and um, cereal Mouth. and. Um, and uh, are there any um, kosher Pesach cookies uh,
1: that, that are... All right,
0: well, well, let's slow down. We start with toothpaste, which we mentioned earlier. You just said stay away from Crest. That was the only one you right. You said. See,
1: not can we open up the lines? Look what you, I know. You look what's going on. Questions that come in and there. then yeah.
0: cereal. You know there's kosher Pesach cereal, right? Sure. Are there any Eugenanga OU? Brock's. Are there OU, kosher? There's non-Gabrox Special Pesok cereal? Cheerios.
1: Those kind, yeah. Let's
0: not uh, do a taste test of those, please. We don't mind. It was bad that. enough when I heard there was special <laughs> <Kuchel Bezos> cereal. <laughs> but what's shocking, by the way, is now you walk into certain stores and there's not one cereal. There's an entire aisle of different cereals. And I remember when the first one came out, it was like yeah. you know, this revolutionary concept. By the way, I got a note last night from Mendy's Restaurant. You ready for this? This will show you we're in 2019. I get a note last night we're in Mendy's from Mendy's restaurant that says as follows. Give me a second. Um, oh, can't find it right now. Oh, here it is. We're doing something revolutionary this year. Mendy's restaurant is open for your eating enjoyment during Cholamoid with a full line of steak, chicken dishes, salad, soups, and a full line of sandwiches on kosher for Pesach rolls. Buns and breads <laughs> I mean you know, We always, you know, joke, I, I we always you, joked about a this A guy
1: came to me a couple of years ago yeah. Not Pesach related but it relates to this right. And he said he had this new invention That you have a switch that can turn Lights on and off on on Shabbos you, Like you do it to, You know all these You turn on the switch you got lights on on Shabbos Not the swivel things of kosher lamps you know, they, So uh, he asked me If I, if I would give my haskama to it Another other did and they regretted it I said, listen, I'm not really. They regret, yeah. Seriously, seriously,
0: yeah. Even though it's halachically mutter?
1: yeah. But they caught it. They realized it just wasn't right. So the, when this guy came to me, actually, I think at the time he was he was a member of my shul, and he's like, I have a turn a switch uh, that turns on the lights off on Shabbos, and it's all what the give me all the technology, and would I back him up on that? And I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a techie kind of guy. I don't know the technology, right. so I can't for that reason, but for more important reason. I said, why don't you invent a switch that you turn on Shabbos and you turn off Shabbos? So no more Shabbos, do what you want. And because you're destroying the whole atmosphere of Shabbos. And um, when it comes to these rolls and sandwiches and everything, what should I tell you? Are they mortar? Yes. Is this the Pesach that your Bubby knew? I don't know.
0: But are we required to have Pesach like our Bubby did? Um, like, is, are are our kids missing something? Well, look, if they have, we have diet Role? coke on our
1: tabletop, uh, not what our uh, baby did. Uh, I remember when the revolutionary uh, syrups from Ketten came out. Raspberry syrup right. you can add to your seltzer. That's right. Wow, we got something we can put into the seltzer. Uh, so you maybe know, you're just being an old fashioned guy. I am. I am an, uh, definitely, I, I am an old fashioned fuddy uh, dud. But uh, you know, sometimes buddy because Rabbi Gersten's
0: good. house is full of kosher pencil rolls. In fact, he makes kiddish on the Kushla Pesach roll. <laughs> that's that's what, He's a revolutionary player. Uh, Rabbi Gersten, do you also have this, uh, I don't want to use a strong word, but do you have this aversion to the Kushla Pesach bread products that we just mentioned?
3: Well, you know, um, we, we bake our own in, in our house. It doesn't exactly look like a roll, but, you know. Right. Make you make and, believe. Uh, make believe. It's like
0: Mun. <laughs> you make believe you're eating yeah, bread. We have our own uh,
2: you know, version of
0: And of, by the way, try to eat it within cookies. five minutes of it coming out of the oven. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, forget it. <laughs> ain't going to last too long. <laughs> yeah, there's
3: no, in, in our house, it doesn't It doesn't look like the year-round, so I don't think you have that problem that it you know, it doesn't – anyone's going to confuse it with the real thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. By the way, that is uh, true, uh, Rishavov. Uh, People, no yeah, well, you have bagels. People have bagels and pizza. This yeah. is all part of it. I'm just saying. Is they it's actually a little... have bagel pizza for Pesach. I do. saw yeah, that. I mean, they, that's they, that's they, insane. They do? Or by Gersten, do you uh, actually shop for uh, Koshla Pesach cereal, or do you, uh, you and your family avoid that for eight days?
3: Yeah, we're not into the... You're not uh, a big Koshla Pesach cereal? Not the cereal,
0: yeah. yeah I see, I've turned you off to it over the years with my attitude <laughs> toward, toward
3: the <laughs> Koshla Pesach cereals.
0: I better be careful. There's some people in this audience who probably... By the way, you remember a thing called Lady Fingers? Yeah, you know why they're not called Lady
1: Fingers anymore. Now, right? now, now they're either called Fingers right. or, yes, they called L Fingers. That's good.
0: L-fingers. new L word. I, I could tell you off the air the story behind that. Yeah. It's insane, but whatever. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning.
4: Yes, Nachum seal our medications kosher for Pesach.
0: Well, we're going to go through specific medications and then find out from the rabbis uh, if they're kosher for Pesach. Our listener, Shane, D says, As per the OU, diamond-shelled walnuts don't need to say kosher for Passover. I bought the one-pound container with an OU. And the canister says manufactured on shared equipment may contain peanuts, wheat, soy, etc. Isn't that a problem?
3: It's, it's not a problem. The fact that it says that on the, you know, they're, they're talking about for allergen purposes, um, you know, airborne particles, things like that. Um, you know, it's like saying, well, my matzah was made in the same place that has flour, you know, and there's airborne flour. So, you know, yes, it's true, there is, but it's all, it's all before Pesach. Um, you know, obviously buy them all before Pesach. You shouldn't, if, right. if it would be made on Pesach, that would be a different issue. But it's bought before Pesach, so that's it. It's, you know, it's like it's not there. It's... Do you get
0: concerned sometimes that some of the dairy products that are not quote-unquote kosher brands, meaning, you know, national brands, you are concerned sometimes that there's stickers on them that say kosher Le Pesach as opposed to it actually being printed on the stickers label Stickers used
1: to be the biggest fraud. In, fraud? In years back. They used to take. You go back. I'm talking about the 1950s, 60s. It, it, many people would tell kids who were kids at that time. I got hired as a job in the, in the grocery. Uh, take soda and just slap one Kosher Pesach on it. Kosher Pesach labels. So why do they still tolerate it in the dairy industry? So, so no. So however, with the OU's policy with these stickers, and uh, is that if you can, you can put a sticker on it, but it must identify the product, and the and the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, uh, it might say Normans or something, I don't think Normans works with stickers. I just threw that out. But, well, uh, that would
0: be a, a, a Jewish brand. I'm talking right. about, you know, a cottage cheese, for instance, that's, that's a national brand, not a Jewish brand. You would say that the sticker has to say kosher for Passover and the year 2019. And the year and the brand. The actual brand also should be on the sticker. Yeah. A otherwise, be. As you could take a sticker from anywhere and right. just slap it on.
1: I
3: mean, what's common is to use, like, new bottle caps. The same bottle, like the Coca-Cola and things like that, they'll just put on a yellow cap. Right. But that's not something that, you know, people would switch. You know, that's something that is, comes from the manufacturer.
1: No, well, let me just to clarify something. I, I don't want anybody walking away with the opinion that, I, I, that I'm that i upset with what Mendy's doing with the sandwich. I'm not, I, I want to make that clear. I'm not. The OU is sanctioning it. So, obviously, it's good. Um, um, I'm just saying it's my. You my personal the opinion. The spirit on those, of Pesach. Spirit, Pe- yeah. People get that. Yeah. Okay. It just you know, That's I'm the not, same I'm thing as removing little. the seats from the car. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm not. You know, uh, casting any aspersions on on Mendes or anything like that. It's just that's my personal approach.
0: And if somebody would like to enjoy a of Pesach, roll over Pesach isn't the hate. You likely are not going to go in that direction.
1: First of all, I, I we don't eat kibbofs. I don't know if you could make that stuff on pe- potato starch alone. I don't know. Who knows I what think you, could, do I think you can do with amazing things they do with potato starch these days. I think you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, could be. You don't eat kibbofs. No. Interesting. No. Nope. You, know, you know what you're missing? We are missing it. Matzah brie. You do know what you're missing because on the eighth day you eat it.
2: That's very true. So you're reminded about what you're missing. It's the eighth
1: day of Shabbos, so it doesn't help us too much. Except we can
0: put a little matzah in this chicken soup. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. The problems we have. Kirkland frozen blueberries. Listener Shane D says for Pesach, based on what you said, if they have it, OU.
3: As long as there's no other ingredients.
0: And it has ashkacha. Yes. Um, By the way, an interesting Shiloh,
1: I know I'm interrupting you. No, Okay, but is can you, with your Erev Tafshilan, which is the second days, can you cook, number one, in Israel, you have a question can you cook Kiknias for, for Shabbos? Right. Because it's no longer up there. And I guess we can have the Shiloh, uh, non uh, there, with the Erev Tafshilan. Can we cook um, matzah, uh, matzah for Shabbos, to cook at the Gebrachs for Shabbos using the Erev Tafshilan? I would probably say no, because if you if we those who don't eat kebros are probably considering that it's a sapphic so What gives you the right to make a sapphic chametz on Pesach? I would
0: probably on say no, Pesach. On
1: Shal Pesach. So, uh, but so that's just uh, it's an interesting shot. the kithing shal is dealt
0: with. In so the, that means that if you walked over to my house on Shal Pesach and we had made matzah bread on Shal Pesach, you would eat it. Uh, yes. Yes, that's, that's true. Yes, that's true.
1: Because you made it better. Right. Except one caveat: I don't eat in anybody's
0: house on Pesach. But you do the eighth day, don't you? Go to someone else's. Uh, the eighth day could be I yeah, yeah it could be yeah. eighth day. That's yeah, the whole probably, thing yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, you, right. that you go to yeah. other people's homes. Right, so. right. I think you're right on that. I right. mean, after seven days at home, you want to get out and you know right. and explore the rest <laughs> of the Pesach world. Celebrate with matzo. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, you know how it is: the really good yeah. candies and everything that they, yeah. they're broken out on the eighth day of Pesach. That's right? That is true. The ones that are questionable to eat the first seven days. That's right. I remember growing up. Save it for Achor You Pesach. Know, <laughs> as, as, as if, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, is it permissible, listener Fage asks, to use and purchase a diffuser, which is a home fragrance device, on Pesach? I don't even know what that is. Oh, I'm
3: not familiar with that either.
2: I, I, and why I, I, would it be a problem? I, I, oh, you I mean chametz like, could be it's in a home like, frame?
1: It's, it's basically a fancy way of saying uh, a deodorizer. I guess. and yeah. deodorizer. So you come back to the Shiloh, as I mentioned before, where Rav Moshe was mocked. But if the alcohol is chametz, but probably it's not. It's probably all, uh, uh, isopropyl.
0: Someone asked, listener Devora asks, can a bottle opener be used? I don't know what she means by that.
1: She probably means a chametz bottle opener. Four or a peso. does have to be a peso. You know, people change it, but you don't, have, you don't really have to. Operate.
0: Two of my family members went to do Hagulas Kailam yesterday.
1: We're here in the east side?
0: Flapush. I mean, they yeah. went to Flapush to do it.
1: Somebody told me they went to do Hagulas Kailam in Queens, and their, everything that they put in there, they were, they were I guess late in the day, everything they put in there came back filmy-greasy from the Hagala. And they were asking me, "Is does that mean that? Let's say all the hummets came off into the pot and into the hagala pot, and now I got their hummets uh, coating my my bechers. Um, and I, you know, it's sort of like yeah, but it's in other words, it was it was a whole burned. day of usage, so everybody's stuff just came off of their kalem, and now he's saying, am I absorbing their stuff, their hummets grease, onto my kalem? Which is
0: a, you it, must it, have gotten a lot of rest this weekend because you're asking some amazing questions this morning. Well, this was not, it's a busy holiday for rabbis.
1: It wow. Is it that I, I, Rabbi Gersten, would you agree? I told him that it's really okay because it's it's first of all probably not royal Aquila and also it'd be it's just it a bottle and up. everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what he told me. Came, came back greasy.
0: I'll tell you my hagulis uh situation. Yeah, a lot of places won't do it if they have if it has been used within the last twenty four hours. Right. 100%. So, when you're trying to do Hagolahs Kalem on your Shabbos silver, because you want to use the same bechers on on Yontif, yeah. you better make sure you do it after one two o'clock in the afternoon. So they haven't been using. Oh, on, it's Sunday, yeah, on it's Sunday a Sunday. If Friday, you, yeah. well, who does Hagolahs on the other day except Sunday? Come on. Or my Shofar, people work the rest of the week. Come on. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two. Listen to this one. When we went to Borough Park last year for Hagolahs Kalem, they refused to do it. If the Kiddush cup had a lip.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But yesterday in Flatbush, according to my spies, they did it, even though we had certain Kiddush cups with lips. What do you think?
3: <laughs> well, you know, you're not spo- when it comes to a rolled lip, right. so then there's a concern there could be actual Cummets, hummus right? inside. So if you have a pot and then it has some hummus in there, even a mashu, even a tiny bit, it'll be a problem. But a Kiddush cup is used cold. So even if there would be any hummets in the lip, right, it's not coming out. Yeah, we're but, they were,
0: but I assume the word about ben like a real crumb or something.
3: But, but even if it would be in there, as long as it's stuck in there, it's not coming out. So then, so they were really wrong not to do it. Well, you know, it would be a chametz. They wouldn't want to. You know, they probably have a policy. We don't do any wrong right. lips across the board. We don't right. know how you're using this.
0: You Especially know. if it's you modern people from Manhattan. Yeah, but if it,
3: <laughs> but if it's a kiddush cup, really, it's not. It's not. You know. You, People don't use it hot for kiddish. It's just right. cold wine that's put in there all week long.
0: Well, I'll so. get them next year. I'll, be, I'll have heated grape juice <laughs> next year on the Shabbos before Pesach. <laughs> I'll show them, Rabbi Schoenfeld. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. By the way, we have something coming up in in two years that uh, is going to probably require a longer and extended stay for the two of you here in our studios. In two years, Shabbos is Erev Pesach.
2: 2021 Uh uh-huh
0: then the next time after that is 2025 and you know what the next time is after that
1: uh yeah go ahead 2045 really and
0: that explains why because i remember this as a kid i think it was 1950 and the 1970 there were 20 years in between when i was a kid and this happened i think 1974 was the first time it happened when i was a kid when this happened uh, um, and that we did not realize as kids that it's possible for that to happen, that there's such a case. And a lot of our kids and grandchildren will have the same situation, where they will be introduced to something that they never lived through before, which is, which is Shabbos, Erev, Pesach. So it's interesting.
1: Wow. There's foreign written just on that topic. Right, correct. It, it's complicated.
0: My nephew in Israel, when we went to Israel either two or three Pesachs ago, had no clue that there was such a thing as a second Seder. Had Didn't no I? idea. He's twenty years old now. He had no idea. So we told him. You know that. You know the second seder for the. And he thought we were joking. He thought know, it was like one of these. You know, like we were putting him on. It said, You know, they were coming here in the in the car
1: service there's uh, an African American woman. Interesting lady, and she asked me if I celebrate Palm Sunday, right? Which was yesterday. Which was yesterday, and I explained to her. No, Passover. Anyway, she tells me that she, besides driving the car, she's a, a just about a full time aide for a woman in Forest Hills, eighty-seven year old lady, Jewish woman. She has never heard of Passover, so she took notes from me to tell her what Passover. I said, oh, I, "I told it's a freedom of slavery." She liked that one, you know, that whole idea. <laughs> so uh, that wow. we were enslaved and we we're freed, and she liked that idea. And she took notes, and she's going to go back to her lady. Her name is Barbara in Forest Hills. A Jewish woman. A Jewish woman who was not familiar with Passover. She, she says she doesn't know what she says. She said, "What is the, the, the driver told me?" She says, "You're going to celebrate Passover." She says, "What's that?" And uh, so she says, "You got to know Passover. You got to know Passover." She's big so She asked me what Passover is. So I right. gave her a little sheer in the car about what Passover is. Hmm. can you imagine a lady in Forest Hills, eighty-seven years old? So she's not, big like, Macarver. Unbelievable. Yeah,
0: she may want to take it a great adventure. Yeah, give her the whole expe- whole of experience. That's true. Are you going to send you are you going to send matzahs over to the great house?
1: Great adventure. We got to we got to take a <laughs> acapulco. That's the that's the <laughs> real experience.
0: Are you going to be uh, sending matzahs over to the house or? Uh...
1: I, other than Barbara, I don't know if uh, <laughs> she's in Forest Hill's only name. It's not on your yeah. app or my phone. You can't contact the driver? <laughs> <laughs> Probably could. Have her, her
0: car Ask your grandchildren. Friend. They'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, which brands of tuna, this unidentified listener would like to know, are certified OUP? Do we know of any tuna brands? And are all OUP tuna Bishul Yusroil?
1: Uh, Rabbi Gerstein will follow up on me, cause, but this I'll tell you on the bat, off the bat, that uh, Star, um, sorry, Shoprite brand has, uh, I think it's packed in water. Uh, it is OUP, and I believe that is officially Israel Tamidi. Uh There are other brands as well. You know the regular, regular from uh, ethnic brands of right. uh, tuna, Gaff, and those kinds of things. But uh, I like that ethnic brands
0: of tuna. <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: we so are the regular
3: ethnicity. OU tuna um, is not specifically made Bishel Yisrael, but the, the OU doesn't require it because it's made through steam. It's not cooked in water, the fish. The fish are, are first cooked in live steam. And uh, many folks can write that when you cook it that way, it does not require, uh, it doesn't doesn't require it to be Bishel Yisrael. But even though it, that's the way it's cooked for Pesach too, but the ones that say OUP on them, there is a mashkiach who's there anyways because he has to cashier, he has to uh, do other, you know, he has to supervise the run so he turns on the boilers and he makes it Bishri yisrael. It's Bishri yisrael for Ashkenazim, for Sfarim they have uh, different rules for what's required to Bishri yisrael. So it wouldn't, it does not. Um, for Sfarim they have to actually put the fish into the into the uh, ovens to cook it, and uh, that's not something that's actually possible for the Mashkiach to do. Uh, but but that would be Yisrael. Well they turns on
1: the fire. Right, so, so let me just, uh, let me read a short list, but that I have in a, mem- a memo from this publication of the OU called the Dafa Kashras. And as all of these items are made with Mashgir Tamidi and Bishil Yisrael, tuna fish is available with an OUP from Seasons Geffen, Mishpacha, Shoprite OUP, tuna in water, uh, and Kirkland OUP, smoked salmon, I guess another way of saying locks, will also be available.
0: So there are Sephardic people who will not eat an OU tuna can?
3: The truth is there's many OU products that are made, um, even the ones that are Bishwell. It's because the Mashkiach will turn on the boilers and for Svardin they That's a problem. It's a problem. It's not enough.
0: So are there Svardi I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, but are there Svartik tuna brands? Like are there brands that, that... I mean,
3: if it's made with just, just the steam alone, that would be a need, that that would be something that Svardin could rely on. Right. Um Yosef has a trouver where he talks about cooking with steam. He he's one of those who is also uh, lenient on that, that. If it's cooked with steam, it's acceptable for Sardin. But if they want that extra um, humrah that they, Meshkiah turned on the fire, it doesn't really help so much for the Sardin. I'm learning a
0: tremendous amount this morning. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener Devorah has a follow-up. She says, the item is called cork pops. It's air that opens the bottle. The person in the wine store said it could be used on Shabbos, but he's not sure if it's considered chametz if it had been used with chametz wine. Any idea? I've never heard of it. Save that for Jay tomorrow, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jay yeah. Booksbaum here tomorrow. We'll ask Jay if he has any clue about that. I have a feeling he's at least heard about it, um, what the item is. And we'll see if he has any insight. And likely he will be quoting a sock bar by uh, Schoenfeld, as he normally does. Um, listen, listener Sandy okay. asks, Frida Vitamins, vitamin D3. Is it for Pesach? Uh, I mean, Frida does have a, uh,
3: a list of approved vitamins for Pesach. Um, Probably
0: get that online these days.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: I would guess. Check that out or take this phone number down because somebody on the OU hotline will be more than happy to follow up with you at greater length. 212-613-8241. Again, the OU hotline at any time this week, 212-613-8241. 212-613-8241. That will uh, be open all week long. Will that include Friday? Will people be there at or not? They will have hours even on Friday. Wow. Yeah. Let's make them work till 6.30. Used to be Rabbi Grunberg's job. <laughs> I know. He would be sitting there. Literally, he, he'd have the Seder in the office. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> After the last call, he'd go with David Mitchell. <laughs> uh, 212-613-8241 or use the email address. It might be easier for you to get an answer. KosherQ at OU.org. Q. At OU.org. Benadryl and Mucinex for leg cramps. I'm assuming, again, that uh, if it's for medicinal purposes. If it's a pill, then right. it would
3: be fine.
0: Would not be an issue. If it's uh, something otherwise, we strongly suggest you use that um, you use that phone number or that email address and uh, and follow up in that manner. Um, we're using our app, the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. For your questions, utilize the comment section for your questions. And, of course, nachum at com, nachum at NahumSiegel.com, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com um, as well. Uh, this is a great question. This is a great question from a listener in Chicago. There's so much confusion about this. Does gluten-free mean chametz-free? There's so much confusion about right, this. So
3: obviously, it doesn't because oats, which is one of the five species which could become chametz, right. is gluten-free. So you know that's something by itself that you have to be careful about. That, that the you know that, but even if it doesn't, even even you could even have uh, alcohol could be gluten free even though it's made from wheat. It has to do with how the um, you know how the chemicals are broken down, and if there's no actual gluten left after the whole process, you know you distill off and you end up with alcohol. It could be 100% comets and be gluten free.
0: You know the impression is because we always say that that the Pesach menu is so friendly to the gluten free person. So the impression is that if it's gluten free, it's chametz free. But as you just explained, not not even close. You have to you have to be careful about all this. Great question. I think that that's a uh, that's something that uh, is a tremendous misconception. Listener, SEMA, pure avocado oil. What do we say?
3: Um, there's a there is a brand that the OU is recommending. It's the, the chosen avocado oil, and uh, other than that, um, you know it should have it should have an OUP.
1: Well, here's the question, Rabbi Gersten. <clears throat> All cold pressed uh, oils that are not coming from kidneys or something. We
3: know that olive
1: or extra virgin olive oil uh, does not need any special peso hashgacha. But other cold, like we just mentioned, uh, right, so avocado oil, the, the, all other cold. Right, any pressed.
3: crude virgin coconut oil also, <laughs> right. the OU has said, is is fine. And when it comes to the avocado oil, the only one that they've approved is that that isn't OUP, is this chosen brand. Hmm. Um, Nahum dot com and the NSN app. Use
0: the comments section of the NSN app. This is a question that comes up every year. I mean, I know that we talked about previous generations. In previous generations, people would not sell certain types of hummets. These days, of course, with our storage capabilities and the uh, propensity we have to overbuy, <laughs> people have, in many cases, a lot of hummets canned goods and other things, that would be a shame in some cases to throw out, especially for poorer families who, you know, really could use that product after on, do, do we give any guidelines about what to sell and what not to sell still in 2019 or not?
1: Absolutely. The uh, Just give us a second while we look this up. But the OU has a list
0: oh. of what's considered Hametz Gomer.
1: Oh, yeah? Okay, good. Page 39. What's considered Hametz Gomer. Now, many people don't sell Hametz Gomer. Many of have felt that it was okay to sell Hametz Gomer. Uh, but there are those who are Mahmoud with stringent on this, and they don't. So, on page 39 of the guide, you will find a list of uh, all kind of consumer-based products that are chametz uh, gomer and that are not. Rum is not chametz gomer. Rice Krispies is not chametz gomer. So, you know, pickles is not chametz gomer. So, uh,
0: you you. Um,
3: but 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 something like a filter fish. Yeah, a filter, is, filter fish is chametz gomer right. because they'll put into it, you know.
0: But if someone has not a the case of gefilte fish, yeah. that's chametz. So if, you do, if you're
1: not selling chametz gummer, then you then you got to
0: get Ah, okay. In other words, they could sell chametz gummer, but if you're trying to be strict and not, then that would be in that category. Right. That's why the OU provides that list. Correct. Um, all right, so keep that in mind, everybody, as you uh, get set for Pesach. Um, can baby bottles be kosher? Do I need new ones? We're always going to recommend, especially in this forum, that people buy new ones, Correct. Well, yeah, if
3: you could afford to buy new ones, that's great. Uh, it's always, you know, it makes life easier. Uh, in terms of cashering them, it depends how you use them. You know, if a person says, I only put milk in them, I only, um, you know, and they want to wash them out only in the, in the bathroom sink, and they're going to give it only cold. So technically speaking, you know, I'd say clean them out well. They don't really absolutely need to be cashered. Better would be, yes, to casher them, you know, boil, boil them up in a pot, should be a kashla Pesach pot. The bottle should be not used in 24 hours beforehand. Right. And then, you know, you, you kasher at least the, uh, you know, the, the top of the bottle, um, the part that goes in the baby's mouth. Um, you know, again, if a person puts their, their bottles through the dishwasher together with all the khamitz items, that would be more of a reason to kosher. If a person says, I we just rinse it out quickly and hand it back to the baby, you know, that's, it that depends how they use it in their home. Um...
0: While we're on the subject of baby bottles, I guess this is a good opportunity to mention baby formula, which generally is kidneyous. The one restriction or the one guideline you always give is try to wash out that bottle uh, in, in a sink area, like a restroom, for instance, that would not be in contact with regular food right. items like a kitchen would be.
3: Right. On page 108 of the OU guide, there's a list of infant formulas that have been reviewed and are approved for Pesach. Uh, it's a pretty extensive list over here. It's probably about 50 different
0: um, products. On the last page of the uh, Pesach booklet. Whoa. What was that? Oh, an- you're going to echo. Wow. On the last page of the Pesach booklet, the Sphere Esa Omer chart. The OU gives you an opportunity to try to complete all 49 days of the counting of the Omer. Take it and put it on your refrigerator. That's the recommendation, right? Am I on the air here? There you are, Rabbi. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's it's done. Very, it's a very nice chart. Rabbi. There you go. A really nice chart.
0: And of course, joiner by Schoenfeld at the Six Flags. He'll be at the bungee jumping area.
1: <laughs> That's right. I'll be watching all you jumpers.
0: Well, I think we're expecting you to actually participate, frankly, but. If this is your way of telling it's the com- if this is your it. way of telling the community that you have no interest in doing that, then let's get this out of the way now, Rabbi. Yeah, I, I can jump down two or <laughs> three stairs in
1: my house. That's, that's where I stop.
0: That'd be the extent <laughs> of it. Oh, oh well, I guess that didn't work out as well as I thought it might. My... I am going to a hotel. David says that serves gabrochs and non-gabrochs. How do I deal with the kalim since I am machbid on kalim as well? First of all, in the area of gabrochs. Are, is there such a thing as being mocked by I don't know. Absolutely. There is. Okay. Yeah. So he's at a hotel. Would you recommend just to, don't go to the hotel and stay home, or uh, what would you say? Um, you know, my wife's grandmother, she was known as Mrs. B, Mrs.
1: Booksbaum. She was yeah. the cook for the Pioneer Hotel. Wow. In, yeah, and went right through Pesach. And basically, the rested with her. You know how it was in those days. Of
2: course.
1: Uh, now, so a fellow came in and said to Mrs. Buxbaum, I want to know if this, uh, if your potato kugel is made with matzo milk, because if it's it's gebrox, I can't eat it. So she says to Mr., if you are careful about Gabrachs, you shouldn't be in this hotel. Whoa!
2: Uh,
0: because, Mrs. And, Buxbaum, let him have it, it huh? Yeah,
1: because if you're marked on Gabrachs, it includes all Kalem. Wow. And in those, now today, everybody's, every hotel's, no Gabrachs, no Gabrachs. Right. Why? Because if, even though people are, are it the But their right. sons-in-law don't eat Gabrachs, right. so they, uh.
0: Boy, no, but I'm once welcome.
1: you mark, but do includes Caleb,
0: yeah. Did the majority of uh, Booksbound female members uh, speak with that tone of voice as uh, as Bubby did? Uh, uh, well, is it uh, a tradition? They, they, let's to... just
1: say they speak with a certain level of confidence.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they might be giving the same speech to somebody yeah. on this basis. Yeah, it <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but not my like good old Bubby. <laughs> if I brought Hummets or as products into the office, listener Aviva says, for everyone to use... Do I have to worry about it on Pesach? Is it considered mine to the extent that I am owning chametz on Pesach, or is it completely Hefker? Does my coming into the office on Pesach make a difference for this answer?
3: Well, if a person puts it out, and if they have, like, a table or a counter where they put out, then it's Hefker. Yeah, yeah, it's the take Hefker it. table. The Hefker table, sure. Um, and, it, yeah, it doesn't make a difference if you come in on Yontif or not. You know, when you say your Kolchamira, right. you know, you say the... So we, we declare it to be Hefker, and that's that's enough.
0: Or if you want, take it up to the YU dorm. It'll be gone in a half hour on the Hefker table. I mean, trust me, nothing survives there overnight. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know that from personal experience. And by the way, some of my spies up there tell me you wouldn't believe what goes. I mean, you would not believe it. It doesn't matter how old the Kugel is. If it's on that Hefker table, it's gone. it's gone in 30 minutes. <laughs> Listener Ahuva says, is Bulger, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, B-U-L-G-U-R, Flax seed and beans, chametz gum or It's not on the list.
3: Yeah, bulgur is a type of wheat, and mm-hmm. it is chametz. Yeah, Um I mean, technically, if you if it never got wet, it's not chametz. But I, you know, I don't know enough about the, you know, what she's. I, I assume she's not talking about cooked. She's talking about raw box That's or something. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I, no, obviously, no one's going to take responsibility for it. I would say sell it with the chametz. Obviously, you're not going to eat it. If you don't sell chametz gummer, then um, you know, perhaps you should just you know throw it away. Um, what were the other example? What were the other flaxseed. Yeah, flax seeds are 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 kidneys, and beans are kidneyous. Right. What about poppy
1: seeds? I've been asked about
0: poppy seeds.
3: I think those are also kidneys. kidneys yeah.
0: Someone asked me about sunflower seeds. Do we eat that as? Fr- no. Are those kidneys? Yeah. Sunflower seeds. So what nuts? Get, give me the quick list of nuts we do eat on Pesach. Walnuts. Yeah, I mean, well, a couple. Of, do we eat cashews on Pesach? Almonds. Pistachios. Fish.
3: Yeah, well, any nut you could really—well, not nuts. peanuts, we wouldn't. Okay, peanut isn't really a nut; it's a—it's uh, a, a legume. A legume, yeah. But any any nut comes from a tree. It's not going to be—it's not going to be kidneys. Right. In fact, even things like you know coffee beans, we get asked, you know, how, why isn't that kidneys? Right. It's not really a bean; it's just—it's just a name. That's the way it's referred to. It's referred to, but it really grows on a tree. It's a fruit.
0: And now everybody, Shuttlefeld, before we wrap things up, your favorite topic, and that's pet food, of course. Uh, Do you have to make sure that your cat food or even dog food is grain-free for Pesach, even though you're obviously not eating it? Your pet is. What do we say about this? Well, we got to refer you. What? You mean in 2019 we actually have a real list? A a reference list for this? No Uh, more conjecturing or recommending that people make matzo meal products for their animals?
1: Or was it some consumer? From yes, I you?
0: will ask my I show if we cleaned the fish tank. Be patient, everybody. We will get to it. Come on. <laughs> page uh don't you know how this show six. works. Page 36. On page 36, we find out what? What to feed to a our- full-page ad. Of what to feed to the pets?
1: Kosher Paws. P-A-W-S. Wow. For good pets, bad pets. Um, the first only OU-certified kosher for Pesach pet food for cats and dogs. Wow. No kidneys, no gibrocks. Wow. Unbelievable. So <laughs> no kidneys or no gibrocks. <laughs> I love But it. The, to be, uh, I was, you know, let's. To, it's a, it's there. What should I tell you? The, the ad is there. The first, some, the first person told me about. It, I thought they were putting me on. Uh, but it's really there. It's, it's funny. there. But the fact is that um, kidneys you can give to your pet, even if you are an Ashkenazi, you can give kidneys to your pet. Get you can give to your pet. There are a lot of your dog is a lot of Hanor from kidneys. But but if it, if it does have meal in it, some kind of grain, you got a very serious problem. And if it has bosh or it has beef right. and milk, you got a problem year round. So you, know, you have to look into
0: that. Do you think that this revelation will now uh, tip the scale in favor of the Gerstin family actually getting a dog, or you have no idea if that's if that if this is going to make a big difference? You have any any, any idea about I'll be the first on his block in Passaic. <laughs> or, uh, to, to have... <laughs> By the way, this rumor that I'm spreading may may, may just doom the family now in Passaic. <laughs> So uh, this may not be a, 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 a this may not be a game changer, but for those who have pets, it would be a game changer, you say? Yes, correct.
2: <laughs>
0: right. correct. Also, the big question, as our listeners ask, because they have asked this for the last quarter of a century, each era of Pesach, have you cleaned the fish tank yet, Rabbi Schoenfeld? I, I have not. What? I have not. No. You I walked have not. in here today, not being able to report that that fish tank is clean for Pesach.
1: Yes, it is, it is such an, a, uh, a, a foreboding job that I just push it off. And, well, you uh, get to it before Badika's Chomets,
0: at least. Oh, oh, for sure. That's for sure. You're guaranteeing that. You're guaranteeing the audience that, yeah, that
1: you yeah, will get yeah, to it. Will, it'll get done <laughs> somehow. I don't know how it'll get. Once
0: done. it's completed, then you would feed your fish only Koshla Pesach products, correct? Feast or non hummets products. Freeze, I would say. Freeze
2: dried worms. Right. Right. That's
0: it. That's yep. what they're going to have to survive on. Yep. And. Guys, we don't oh, like it, go to a different home.
1: I have a right? frog. He's getting bigger and bigger. He Excuse me? Yeah. I a frog? A, a white albino frog, plus a smaller little dark one. What does
0: he generally eat? Other the frogs. <laughs> so <laughs> he, so uh, you have no trouble with his menu for Pesach?
1: No, no, but he eats whatever you throw him, and uh, ah. he also releases whatever you throw inside. <laughs> That's why the job is a little bit bigger this year.
0: <laughs> so this is a challenge for you. Yeah, yeah. Does the frog have a name by any chance? Tzvardea. Excuse me? <laughs> that sounds like a biblical term, <laughs> Rabbi Schoenfeld. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, that word might be in the Haggadah. Am I right about that? That's just, correct. Just checking. One of, one of the ten. Was it either Kenim or Tvardaya, And You went with Tzvardea? <laughs> That's right. You, you, were that. to, you, were to, you said, we got a name after one of the plagues. Which one should it be? <laughs> That's right.
2: When we you hit, never we have, you know, uh, when you hit
0: the frog, does he multiply and create other frogs or does not work that way? That was only in Egypt where that happened.
1: No, this okay. guy did no, no this guy He, he remains a singular a, frog. Guy, he, he remains <laughs> and they're not a happy frog. Not at all a happy frog.
0: Uh, I'll tell you, unbelievable. All right, uh, before we wrap up, obviously we, we joke about six flags, but there are other things you like to mention. There still is a uh, a way to study dafiomi with the OU, correct? There's still a way to do that? Yeah, sure. And I assume OU.org has all that information. Yeah, it's on the website. Um, Nachiomi, I know, is doing very well. Elephant is still giving that shit. Right. You know? I know Nachiomi's is doing well. I know a lot of the Torah study programs are doing very well, courtesy of the OU, through their website. People can get information. Um, and in terms of the, uh, in terms of anything having to do with Kashrus, everybody should realize that they have a phone number, 212-613-8241. This is the hotline, the OU hotline. With any questions before Friday, any questions for Pesach 5779-212-613-8241 or kosherq at ou.org, kosherq at ou.org. And no question will go unanswered. That's their pledge. No question will go unanswered.
1: Is that what they say?
0: I think so. It's sort of like what we do here. (laughs) Even the ones that sound crazy, we will answer them in some way, shape, or form. So that's what happens that the OU take advantage of their service and take advantage of their offer. Flower... Rabbi Gersten, after all, I can't let you off the hook without one of these difficult questions. Flour contains barley malt. Does that make flour chametz gumor?
3: Well, flour anyways is uh, should be treated as chametz because they temper the wheat, which means that they soak it in water to soften it and to um, sometimes the flour is too dry. They're looking for a certain moisture level in the flour. So all flour should be considered to be chametz, whether it has barley malt in it or not.
0: Okay. Um, which coconut oil is okay without a P next to the OU? Could you give us an example? This listener would like to know.
3: Oh, and, and brand name? Yeah. I, I don't have one. Okay. Uh, you can call the OU. They might have one. But any crude virgin coconut oil is acceptable for basis.
0: Well, this listener says, is it okay to use paper plates and bowls that are eco-friendly and biodegradable? Therefore, they originate from sugar cane and bamboo.
3: Those are fine for basis.
0: Yeah, I figured any of those products will be okay. Don't want to start a whole paper towel controversy now. I'm too tired for that. <laughs> right. We've we've spent years doing that, but we this is not the year any, for that. Uh,
1: new like Michigan.
0: That's not we? true. We had some great. Well, what, we had some great new questions this year. And I, what did I say was the question of the year this year? I something. Oh, the,
1: the uh, was it was it the, the hummets in the pipe question?
0: Oh yeah, I think that was it. Right. That was oh. that was the question of the year this year. No, no,
1: oh yes, yes. Go yeah. I,
0: th- I think this year's uh, off the beaten path questions were actually questions con- worth thinking about you know got us got us to got us to get our uh, you know our minds working when it comes to these halachic uh, decisions um i don't know what can i say most ridiculous question may have been if you cleaned the fish tank yet or not that may have been the one that uh, I uh,
1: just put me in an embarrassing position. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, public, I feel terrible. Yeah. You know me. I feel <laughs> awful <laughs> that I've now revealed to the world that you still have not done that. But you have made a commitment that before Badika's it, it, it'll be it will be done.
1: It will be done, but lean out of right, so, yeah. you
0: know. <laughs> Anyway, um, everybody out there, OU at 212-613-8241, kosher at OU.org. Tomorrow, Jay Booksbaum with the wine portion of all this. He will take all of Rabbi Schoenfeld's uh, uh, halachic decisions and uh, utilize that as a basis for what he has to tell us about the four cups of wine, uh, which, of course, is coming up on uh, Friday night. And then again, for those of us outside of Israel, on Saturday night during the uh, second Seder. Is your your second Seder very different from your first? Because, you know, after all, it is a second Seder? It goes
1: a little quicker. A little quicker? We just heard all the the answers the night before, (laughs) but it goes a little quicker. First one's later.
0: Uh, yeah, that's and true. And you
1: know, it's it's the second time around, so it goes a little quicker. Not mm. not, much, not much.
0: Daylight savings time destroyed our holiday. Yeah. Well, remember when it used to yeah, be the both time more on standard time?
1: That's right. Yeah. Good old days. Yeah, the
0: kids don't get it. They they think it always starts at eight thirty, yeah. and in certain areas, like w- the western part of Florida, or any oh, part of yeah, Florida, right. forget really. it. Really, really starts very yeah, late. Wow. Well, what can I tell you? You got to get to before Chutzpah. That's why I said you got to uh, you got to nap in the afternoon. It's the only way to do it. Yep. Or by Gerson, any uh, big colomoid plans, or uh, we haven't yet gotten to that discussion in the house yet. Oh,
3: you know, the kids rule. You know, whatever they <laughs> the, kids the kids rule. there you <laughs> go. Right. You find out as it happens. Whatever
1: the kids tell you to go. Very good. But um,
0: you know, in some homes the tradition is uh, you get up in the morning and uh, go to school and come back and start the "What are we doing today?" conversation. Right. In other homes, yeah. there are certain parents that know today what they'll be doing. Really? Each day. Yeah. you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not familiar with I that. I haven't heard of one. You're, you're, shocked, you're shocked to have discovered that, that there are people who actually make plans wow. and decide what they're going to be doing.
1: <laughs> uh, that's anyway. Good. Well, that's a new generation. You
0: could say that again. I take this opportunity to wish you both a chag uh, kashr Our apologies uh, that the um, representatives from J Drugs um, were not able to join us this morning. A last-minute... Uh, cancellation I oh, was very sorry yeah very sorry this was Do they it.
1: still get out their number to call
0: that's a very good question I don't know but uh, I don't have it in front of me so uh, but uh, but of course these days are ratio right, well, come on it's at everyone's fingertips practically oh, that's true uh, so if you have any questions on medications feel free this did uh, this did lead to a uh, I don't know what seems more like a uh, somewhat of a laid-back program but one that I think was filled with a lot of information and uh, and important things to consider and uh, most importantly we found out that uh, if you followed Robert Gersten's uh, uh advice uh you don't have to you don't have to worry about taking the seats out of the car if you want to follow the uh, schoenfeld method then uh rebuild the car from scratch (laughs) (laughs) that would be that would be that would be his recommendation just buy a new one (laughs) by the way last year i made sure that the lease began two days before (laughs) peso i'm telling you believe me a lot of people do that that's for sure um In addition, there are people who, you know, want to finish the kitchen before Pesach, want to get new appliances before Pesach. There's a a lot going on.
2: There's
0: a lot going on this week as people prepare for the holiday. So keep that in mind. Anyway, Chod Kasher V'samech, and thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you, and um, it's uh, also a pleasure to be here. Still Miss Marty Grunberg. I hope he's tuned in, believe me.
0: Uh, Rabbi Gersten, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for answering my questions both on and off the air. And for uh, making sure to give quality answers to all of our listeners on this right. edition of JMA. And
1: I always promise the ladies of my Sunday halachic household share that I give a little special shout out to them because that's where I learn the most. And um, well, I there will on? not be a share this Sunday. No, there won't be a share. It hasn't been for the last two Sundays.
0: <laughs> People Somebody, are too busy. Somebody's got to take care of that house. People are too busy shopping yeah. and cleaning. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully they're tuned in right now. Yeah. And they heard their uh, shout out. Their shout out from you. Uh, A very special Monday. My thanks to everybody at the OU, the Orthodox Union. And my thanks to all of you for tuning in and asking amazing questions on our annual Pesach Products Program at JM in the AM. That was my conversation this past Monday with Rabbi Gersten and Rabbi Schoenfeld of the Orthodox Union as we went through our Pesach Products Program at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for listening in to JM Rewind. We wish everyone a Chag Kosher Vesameach, a wonderful Happy and healthy Pesach, and uh, don't forget to tune in next time for another edition of JM Rewind here at the Nachum Siegel Network.